What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Play Action Fantasy Podcast. I am here with Sam once again as we get ready for week nine of the NFL season. Sam, how are we doing tonight? We're good. Another Wednesday, another weekend. Uh, I think we're, we're now officially at the halfway point. Um, Holy cow. So getting there. Uh, got to uh, got to you know see Alvin Kamara in my lineup, uh, finally getting some touchdowns this past week. Got to see a Hail Mary from DJ Moore. Him finally start to come through. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. It's a, it a good week. How are you? Uh, you know, uh, it was uh, it was it was mostly a good week. I think a majority of my teams huh. that I expected to win won. Um, how I mean, I, we're like you said, oh, no, 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 hold on, wait a second. Oh, we oh. got to talk about you and I's dynasty match for our <laughs> tanking teams <laughs> that you ended up getting touchdowns from absolutely nobodies. That ended yes, up, yes, yeah. You so, want you set the set the listeners up. What happened? Yeah, so we're gonna set the stage here. So Sam and I are in a dynasty league together, we are both in tank mode. Um, so just so constructive rebuild, just so the, uh, league, the listeners know this league, if you don't make the playoffs, it's based on max points. So this is for your full roster. Therefore, whether or not you set your lineup does not impact your draft pick. So what we did had no impact on the actual league or position or tanking or anything like that. So it was solely based on some fun. So basically what Sam and I did was we had a little friendly, competition and said let's see who can score the least amount of points and we set some ground rules we had to play two starting quarterbacks and everybody in your lineup had to be playing so they could not be listed as out they could not be listed on a buy they had to be playing yeah they had to be active for the game they yes. could have been a healthy scratch or anything like that they had to be dressed yeah so it turned into quite the barn burner so let me let me start by saying this is a super flex tight end premium so we both started two quarterbacks and a tight end premium at the tight end position. Uh, full point PPR, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two flex, and then the super flex. So a pretty sizable roster. And I took away with the win with a whopping 48.92 points. <laughs> and he was saddened with the 34.8 points. Uh, yeah, so we... I think overall we did a pretty good job at not scoring. Yeah, um, that's that's pretty unfortunately, good. Fortunately, Cole Komet had two catches for eleven yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and so that got and me then, eleven points, which was kind of rough. AJ AJ, AJ Osborne, Osborne touchdown for your two catches, late. eight yards, and, then, and a touchdown. And then, and then PJ and Walker. Then you played PJ Walker, so the Hail Mary at the end. Yeah, you know, so PJ Walker got you a good amount of points as well. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, I. Think, I I had the luxury of playing Trevor Lawrence against the Broncos, who did. Yeah, very, I had Kenny Pickett going, poor. who did worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you did start Stafford because those were your only two starting quarterbacks. I had to. Yeah. So Stafford, you actually outscored me in both quarterback positions, uh, but you did a pretty good job at finding active players who did nothing. <laughs> so That's it was fun. Well, the, the, it started out on Thursday night, and was it Gus Edwards got hurt, and you were playing Justice Hill, who no one thought was going to touch the ball and all of a sudden i look i'm like whoa he has like three points like how yeah, does that happen like, oh, Gus Edwards got hurt so he gets points I'm, i was i was laughing so hard <laughs> yeah i mean you, like, we had, oh, let's see combined players, we had so. one two three four five six seven eight nine nine of our players scored zero points <laughs> darn, darn. So, uh, so yeah, uh, but other than that, uh, I got my haircut today for the wedding on Saturday. Or Actually, no, I'm sorry. I got my haircut yesterday, and the lady missed a spot. So I don't know if you've ever had – have you ever, like, had to go back and get your hair recut? Has that ever happened to you? Uh, I've never had it recut, but there's definitely been times I wish I would have. Right. Well, stop going to Great Clips, and you'll be fine. Anyway, uh, uh, I went to men's, men's, men's Hair Salon. Uh, saloon salon anyway uh went there got my hair cut you know they like give you like a wash and dry and stuff like that like after you're done so my hair was kind of damp and i didn't necessarily even notice it so when i got in my car i was driving home i kind of kept catching like glimpses of hair like on the back my back right side and i like go and look and it wasn't even blended at all it was still like 
two inches longer than every like all my other hair and i was like what is going on here so i had to go get that redone today and that was a an awkward conversation because like i talked to the manager i'm like hey uh, yeah can i get my hair recut she's like yeah sure oh wow she was she literally goes wow yeah that doesn't look good at all I'm like yeah well so i walked I, out of here yesterday like this so. i'm just a little confused how you're going to talk smack because i actually do go to great clips um, yeah so i can so tell. how do you, how do you, you how do you talk smack on great clips when you're telling me your haircut that probably cost twice as much they missed part of your head it's true. I mean, the only uh, be, difference is they just spray get, me like a dog. I get, at great I get a free, I get a free Coke with it. I get a free Coca Cola with it. So yeah, I'll pay I, the extra money. Why, for and it. while you were taking that swig of that Coke, you missed the whole back of your head. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, so yeah. That was so anyway, to do that for that was a first. But anyway, on to fantasy news. Yeah. So um, you you did some, mention. Uh, you did mention. Hold on, I just wanted to just go over a little bit. So we did talk about our own teams. We're about halfway through the year. Um, yeah. So just let's let's check in. Let's see how our teams are doing. Um, so uh, I have mentioned before I had a team that started off five and zero, and they are now five and three. Um, so that's been a ride. Um, oh, I, I, time out. Time out. Pause. If you're listening to this and you are, you know, two and six or something like that, you can win. Four games in a row, just as easy as you lost four games in a row. So Absolutely, stick with yeah. it. So I started happen. off five and zero, oh, and now I am five and three. Not the, good. But the thing is, I'm not upset by it at all. It sucks, but I've scored my points in all those weeks. The people I played just scored more. So I haven't had any bad weeks. I've scored 120, 130 points every week. It's just I've played a few teams that beat me, and that's fine. So as long as my team's performing, I think all of my players had double-digit points, and I still lost. So I mean, I can't really be mad. It's just it's just unfortunate. Um, I then I so I actually I have three teams that are five and three right now, um, and then my dynasty league, which is like two and six or whatever. I don't even know that they. Yeah. I don't care. And then I have a team that's one and seven, and six of those seven losses are by three points or less. So Oof. that's that's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, and it's tough. So, so how are you one. doing? How are you doing this year? What are you what are you looking at? Uh, I I am four and four in, in home link. Shout out High Life Cup. Uh I am four and four there. Uh currently sitting in sixth out of twelve. Um I think I'm third in the league in points for uh I haven't checked points against recently, uh, but I was I was like third most points for and third most points against, and I was like three and four last week or something like that. But uh, pulled out, a, pulled out a win. Uh, and this week I'm playing against another team that's four and four with me. So there you go. Would be, would be a big win there because not only do I climb, but I also push him down. So that's, uh, that's what we're going. That, that's what we're going with. Um, went and uh, I got uh, Justin Fields off of waivers for 21 fab dollars. Uh, my quarterback was Kirk Cousins along with Russell Wilson, along with Trey Lance. It has been a revolving door uh, at my quarterback position, something I really needed. Um, Fields gives me a lot of uh, rushing upside. He has an absolute mouth-watering schedule for the next three weeks against Miami, Detroit, and Atlanta the next three weeks. So, I'm all in on that. They go out and they got Claypool, so it'd be interesting to see what the offensive dynamic is around him and how they move him and Mooney around uh, to see, um, you know, who's going to be the guy there and what uh, what kind of plays they have in store. But uh, yeah, and I think that's yeah, kind of that's, previewing some other pretty, stuff yeah. we might talk about also. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 pretty much it. So we're we're plugging along. It's every week at a time. Usually this time, you know, this time of the year, the last two years, I've been. Uh, you know, humble brag. You know, I've been like seven and one. I've been six and two. Like to where like playoffs are pretty much done, and I'm starting to kind of load my roster up for players that are you know have good playoff schedules. Uh, ensuring my uh, you know my my high priced uh, you know starters. And, you know, my running backs. I'm going out and trading for their handcuff. I'm going out and you know making sure I do all the things right. But uh, this year it's uh it, it's it's win every week and. You know, I got to blow some fab dollars and I may not be as prepared as some of the other teams, but I just got to make it to the dance. That's it. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, so as you mentioned, Claypool came up. There was a ton of trades this NFL uh, deadline, yeah. which is, yeah, which is weird, you know, and I liked it. It was fun, but it is interesting. I wouldn't say, well, I, I, so I just noted who they were. Uh, so I have Chase Claypool, Naeem Hines, Chase Edmond, mm-hmm. and uh, Jeff Wilson. Did I miss anybody on offense? I don't really care about defense. 
think that was all the offensive guys. No one. Brandon Cooks would want you to say Brandon Cooks, but no. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, all of those things are, I don't know. The the Nyeen Hines and Chase Edmond I don't really think are factors, really. I think that they're going to just kind of do the same role for a new team where they were uh, not really yeah, so, anybody you want, but... And, and like you and I, you and I were, you and I were kind of scatting about this. I mean, where was the disconnect in Miami with Chase Edmonds? This is a guy that uh, Mike McDaniel, you know, went out and sought after. He was a day one, like within the first ten minutes of free agency opening signing, right off the bat. Him, Kirk, Zay Jones were all day day one picks, and. I just feel like it's it's not like the coaching changed or the head coach changed or something changed like in, internally to where they're like, hey, this guy just doesn't fit our system anymore. Like, what did they see that they went out and got him for that all of a sudden that they were just like, you know, this guy's just he's he's just not doing it for us. And I don't really ever think Chase Edmonds got a fair shake, uh, you know, at that. Now, obviously, you know, they know more than I do as far as, you know, his talent and what he can do. But I've just thought that was very strange that they shipped him out and then brought in Jeff Wilson. So now they have Mostert and Jeff Wilson, two of the uh, two of the three running backs from San Francisco that like Daniels was the offensive coordinator of last year. So it's, yeah, I mean the only thing cool. I can think kinda, of is it's kind of funny. He's just like, yeah, I know a guy that I, I know a guy that knows the system better than you. So we're just going to go get him. Right, absolutely, and that's what makes it interesting is because Jeff Wilson does know the system, so he'll be able to plug in a lot sooner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, I we don't know exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, touch. which is unfortunate because Mostert just kind of earned that job. Uh, the only thing I can come up with for Edmund is that like maybe they just realized that Tua wasn't going to use him as much as they were planning and well, so they kind and, of felt like let's get another guy that can do what we need and not a guy that we're not going to really use yeah and to be honest he doesn't need to like when you have guys like waddle and like tyreek hill and like even mike kosicki has been kind of an afterthought like he's having some pop weeks here and there when he catches a touchdown but like he, like you can run an offense with just a running back like you know a, a running back like a on the ground to uh-huh. go between the tackles like mostert and then waddle and tyreek hill because you they're not guardable. They're too fast, and they're going to get schemed open. Yeah, so they can. They can not, do multiple things. Yeah. You know that you that, can't that double short, team both of them. You cannot yeah, that, double that team both of them. That short little dump off no to Tyreek. You know that's almost as good as a yeah. run play sometimes because then you got to yeah. push up, and next thing you know, Waddle's over the top. So yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I, I think that, that I think Edmund just really. I think they ultimately realized that the way things were going, he just didn't work. Uh, Nine Hines, <laughs> I think, is going to literally just go do exactly what he's been doing. The only thing that I don't like about Hines is now it messes up James Cook, which is yeah. That was uh, that was kind of my thing. Was I felt like you know, James not, Cook was they, playing they the got role rid pretty of, well too. They got they got rid of Zach Moss, who was a uh, you know he was more of the powerful runner. He's in between the tackles, you know, first and second down. He's not necessarily noted as a pass catcher. Now they have three noted pass catchers on their team. Um, you know, and, and remember Buffalo tried to get JD McKissick from Washington. Yeah. Uh, as far as like in the free agents and McKissick ended up going back um, to Washington after he had, you know, a, a supposedly agreed to a deal with Buffalo already, uh, but ended up going back to Washington and re-signing there. Which doesn't but seem to be working out I, very well. I don't necessarily, I, I don't know what to read into that. I mean, James I know, Cook it's very a two pick. And to be honest with you, James Cook in the few times he's gotten, you know, a, a decent amount of work or a driver his, or two, he's yeah. looked okay. His, he's, his still pass catching, he's still learning. His pass catching was really just starting to amp up too. Like he was yeah. just getting and, going. I don't know. And the the only thing I can tell you and, and what I think actually happened was Buffalo knows that they're going to be a team that's they're, they're going to be there come you know beginning of january middle of january they're going to be there in the playoffs and if something were to happen to devin singletary they got the next guy up and he's not the last guy in line so right. they, they have need like some three, they have they have three players that can do the exact same job and probably you know aside from singletary he's you know he's 1a but the other two can easily do what singletary does uh you know in a uh you know, it, it, in a pinch, if some injury or anything were to happen, because the last thing you'd want to happen is, you know, Buffalo, you know, good team starts going on a run. All of a sudden, one injury happens, two injuries happens, completely changes the way they play. Now they have depth on it. But I have no idea what to expect as far as uh, like snaps and things going forward. And if this is going to eat into uh, Devin Singletary's workload. 
Yeah, I would kind of think that it's still Singletary's backfield to lose at this point because he's playing really well. Yeah, um, but absolutely. I, 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 I just don't know if it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to eat into his touches because yeah, Zach it'll Moss be interesting. An afterthought. Cook's been an afterthought, but who knows? But I mean, really, the big trade here you kind of touched on it is Chase Claypool going to the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an interesting one because I, I think it was last season you and I kind of had the conversation of like, why isn't Chase Claypool just an absolute freak? Because the dude's six four, awesome. and he's fast as hell. Like, I is why an is athletic, ninety yeah. nine percentile on almost everything. everything. Like, he is a yeah. freak athlete. Scored. And I, mean I think that I think you and I kind of I think you and I kind of mentioned last year. We're like, man, with Juju and DJ in front of him, like I can't wait till it comes to the time that the Steelers either move on or Claypool gets to go play somewhere else because he is such a tremendous athlete. It would be awesome to see him get let loose and. I mean, this could be that opportunity. This is um, yeah. This is gonna be the spot. I think. Yeah, I this, think that. I, I think it's. A, I think it's a great landing spot for him. And I think. I, really it, I think. I think it's a statement to what's going on with the Bears and Justin Fields right now. Like Justin Fields is looking better and better as a passer each week, and mm-hmm. I think that the Bears are also seeing though that, you know, Darnell Mooney is a talent, but it doesn't seem like Darnell Mooney isn't talented enough to be the number one. Like he's not doing well, like super well against like number one corners where now Claypool is going to make teams at least, you know, I, I don't think either. I don't think Claypool or Mooney are going to be like, oh, I'm going to get shadowed by the number one corner. But now every play, one of the two is going to have a lesser DB on them, which means you've got two guys that can make a play. And, it, you know, right now they don't really have that. And so it'll be interesting to see how that works out because Fields definitely looks like he's improving and it actually makes me yeah, a little this, sad because of all the offers i've offered in dynasty for yeah this, struggling. this move basically it was chicago in the front office saying we believe in justin fields this is our guy this move for jace claypool wasn't just a year-long thing like this is an investment into the future um so i i, I think that this is gonna be great for them they have a whole bunch of money this offseason uh this team is probably going to reload on uh on defense by um, you know, they traded away Quinn, they traded away Roquan Smith because those were big contracts that were coming up. You know, those are guys that, you know, wanted to win now. And, I, you know, you have to respect that they've been with them for so long and they've earned that right to do that. Um, and I believe in the you know free agency, they're going to load up on defense, uh, maybe use some, you know, some draft capital on some, uh, um, you know, some offensive pieces or an offensive line. Um, but it uh, looks like they already got you know Herbert sitting in the fold to take over for Montgomery, who's a free agent at the end of the year. They got Mooney, they got Komet, they'll have Claypool, they have Fields. So um, the the window is now. You gotta you gotta try to win your title while that quarterback's on his uh, rookie deal. Uh, that way you can surround him with uh, as much talent and money as possible, and then try to sneak one out here the next uh, two or three years. Well, I also think the other side of it though is too like this is also. They need to see, is Fields the guy? And it's hard to know, is he the guy, when the players around him are not giving him the opportunity. So they, they probably yeah. feel like also, because like, I, I feel like they gave up, you know, they gave up a you know, pretty little penny to get Claypool. So Second it's like, round pick, yeah. That's a, that's... So, I mean, they gave up a little something to get him. I think mm-hmm. that this is really, not only is it a, you know, Fields is progressing, we like what we see, but it also could be a, well, Fields, let's see what you have, because it, we need to know, because... You know, this is this is a good QB draft coming up, supposedly. Obviously, you don't know for sure, but that's that's what all the all the thoughts are is that this is a really talented draft. So they need to know what is it that they need to go after in this talented draft. And so is Fields the guy? If he is, let's get him weapons. If he's not the guy, maybe we go get the guy, you know, that kind of situation. And so you you want to give him the best opportunity as possible. And what better way than give him an offensive weapon and make your defense worse? He's going to be on the field more. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. he's got love another it, weapon. Love it so, for Fields fantasy value, man. I yeah, love Yeah, so you're going to see you're going to see some stuff from Fields. I'm not saying, you know, in in I'm not saying run out and start him for a lot of people, but I mean people in your situation that they kind am. of got a revolving door in in, in quarterback. I'm not I don't hate that at all. Um, two quarterback yeah. leagues, absolutely. You know, any kind of league that has weird scoring where rushing is huge, the great. Um, but yeah, I think it's I, I think it's definitely a cool thing to watch if you're into watching players develop. I think that this is a lot of fun right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did have another. Uh, yeah, another, uh, on 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 the the talk of developing players, um, we 
at the start of the year gave this guy a lot of trouble. But when, when healthy, two is the real deal, dude. Two is looking yeah. really, really he good. Um, he does. I, a lot of people, including us, kind of question: Can Tua support two good wide receivers? And man, Waddle and Hill, fantasy wise, are both have. I mean, I, I saw something today, and I didn't even realize it. Tyreek Hill is on pace to have his best season ever. Tyreek Hill is on pace to break the single yeah. season yardage he, record. He's on pace to have one of the greatest wide receiver seasons ever and his best season yeah. ever, and that's with Tua over. Patrick Mahomes, which was the big kind of meme over the the off season, was oh two is two is better than Mahomes. Like I'm not saying yeah. he is, but he's definitely definitely making a statement that he's a good quarterback. Yeah. It, it's system, and, and you know, Mike McDaniel, he he said he's like you you guys are going to see like two is going oh to fit this God. system perfectly. He said that. What do you got? Uh, I just thought of something. We missed somebody. Who? TJ Hawkinson went to the Vikings. Oh yeah. Love yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I don't understand it on the Detroit side of things. I really don't. I don't understand that deal from, I mean, I don't work for the lions. I well, don't work I, for any I NFL mean, team. My, my first thought when I see something like this is there's something that we don't see. That is a problem. Um, you know, something that they don't like or something that they doesn't work for them. I mean, you don't get rid of a young talented player like that unless there's he was just a top some, ten pick. Yeah, there's got to be something else there that we're just not quite aware of or seeing, or something that they know we don't. Now he does. He does have. He does. This is his uh, third year in the league. So next year, obviously, you know, he'll have the fifth year option. And a lot of people nowadays like to, you know, try to get that uh, extension done before the season starts and maybe Detroit was like, listen, we, we've tried. It just doesn't really work out for us. Like if we get a chance to move him, we're going to move him. But I just feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like he's a, you don't necessarily find like good young tight ends like that. They don't, they're not in every draft. No. So let's, let's talk about what people actually want to know though. What does this mean for fantasy value for Hawkinson? Do you, does this help? I don't th- does it make it I worse? Mean, what do you, what are you thinking? I I think it's probably the same, but he maybe has like a higher ceiling, uh, you know, in in games. Um, I, I but I don't necessarily think it's like a like a you know just a massive leap up. It's not like Claypool going to the the uh, Bears, where like okay, instead of being the third or you know could even be the fourth option behind Fryermuth, uh, and you know in Pickens and Deontay, like you know now he's the one, maybe the two option in in Chicago. Like I don't think it's the same thing, um, but I do think it bumps. Uh, I, I think it bumps Kirk Cousins a lot. To be honest with you, I think he's going to be the one that benefits the most from having Hawkinson. Uh, you know they've tried they've tried Irv Smith. You know he was a second round pick out of Alabama. They've tried him, tried him, tried him. That guy just cannot seem to stay healthy, uh, and apparently, so he had a high ankle sprain this past this past week, uh, this past Sunday. Um, apparently, it's bad enough to where like he's going to go on IR, like miss. Well, I've, oh, heard, like, I've heard miss some season. real time, like a sur- like surgery, like it is like a grade three high yeah. ankle, like where there are torn tendons and ligaments in his in his ankle. Um, so. I think once that came out, they were like, "Hey, we're six and one. We have like a three-game lead over the you know the second place team in in their division. Like, yeah, let's let's go let's go do this if we can find some. I just think it's super strange that Detroit would do a deal like that in division. Yeah, well, and I 100 percent agree. I think that you're in the same situation where uh, I think Hawkinson does kind of. I think he is about the same in offensive production yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because I mean, you know, in, in Detroit, St. Brown, when healthy was the number one target and in, in Minnesota, you know, Jefferson's still the number one target. Um, yeah. You know, so but it is a lot more appealing because I mean, we, uh, to be honest, I don't think we've seen Kirk cousins in Minnesota. Uh, like yeah, in Minnesota have like a consistent tight end that, well, you and know, I think I think the other side of it is definitely anyone with his with Hawkinson's talent. Well, and the other side of it is too. I mean, anytime you add more weapons, you know, it, yes, it does spread the ball out a little bit. 
but they were trying to get Irv Smith involved anyways. I think a guy they like Hawkins, Hawkinson was a guy is a more talented tight end. And I yeah, think that, that's, that only helps Jefferson too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's going to make defenses plan for someone other than him in the passing the ball because Thielen is a player, but Thielen is really to the point that he's almost only a red zone threat. He's, like he, yeah, I mean, he's, he doesn't yeah, do much in the mid, in the middle of the field. He's not really a threat mm-hmm. anymore. So he's really just I think a they red feel, I think Minnesota feels like they have a window. I don't know if they have the defense necessarily to make a super deep run, but they definitely have the offense. They have the pieces. Yeah, you got to do um, something there. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to them, you know, not, not, not very often, you know, through, um, you know, you only have one loss this deep in the season. So, uh, yeah, kudos to them for going out and, you know, committing. And, you know, th- a lot of times, you know, when something like this happens, you see that team just come out on fire because they're like, our, our owner believes in us. They think this yeah. is a group that can do it. Anytime you're, you go out and like make a move like that to bring a piece in like that. They're like, where like it, it's gas pedal time. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So moving on to the next little thing, I, I, I made a note of this just because uh, we talked about this last week a little bit. Um, just, just something to keep an eye on, not necessarily anything massive to talk about, but we did mention it last week. And um, now it is back to back weeks since Damian Harris came back that Stevenson has pretty much dominated that backfield. So yep. I would say until proven otherwise, Stevenson is it's, the yeah, guy. Absolutely. absolutely. It, it absolutely is. And again, Damian Harris, another guy that is a free agent at the end of this year. So um, I think he got hurt, you know, at a perfect time for Ramondre and honestly a perfect time for the Patriots to kind of see exactly what they have. Uh, his utilization in the past game has been unbelievable. It's awesome. The guy, yeah, and he, clearly he, he running looks the ball like a real deal, like zone. a real, yeah, he, he looks like the real deal, like a real three down. Um, you know, he has all the makings of a, a a solid bell cow. I mean, he's big. He can he can take big plays to the house. He can run between the tackles. He can catch. Uh, he can pass block. You know, he's he's their guy. Yeah, absolutely. From what it seems, at least. It, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, really it's, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Harris is still playing. It's not like he's completely out of the picture. But Stevenson, yeah, Stevenson has said, I'm the starter. I'm, I am the backfield. And Harris is kind of there just to give him a yeah, break. He, he, <laughs> he took, a, took a pretty big death grip on it over the two, yeah. three weeks that Harris missed. So Yeah, so I think uh, as we head on to this next little section, I think this is probably what most people listen to fantasy podcasts for. Uh, the dreaded bye weeks and what do I do? Um, so this week we have the Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, 49ers all on buys. That's a lot of good players. A lot of talent. A lot of people on buys. And so we kind of just wanted to talk about now, once again, we are aware that waivers have already happened. What's left? Maybe the question. And that's okay because sometimes. Some of these players we mention are still seeping through waivers because people aren't quite on them yet. And so and also got, people do drop players that are coming up on buy. If they need a win, if they need yes. an extra spot, guess what? If it's a guy so that our, can improve our, our his, weekly our weekly reminder to yeah. check out who everyone dropped as well. Because the thing is, if someone Always. drops somebody and they're on a buy, you know, if you're on ESPN and you're just sorting free agents, it's just showing you who's projected the most that week. It's not going to show you that someone dropped a good player. So make sure right. that you do pay attention. Go to that waiver report and see who was dropped. Um, Correct. So like two two weeks ago after the McCaffrey trade, uh, there was a, a person in my league that dropped uh, Rashad White to pick up uh, Deontay Foreman. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, hey, you know, would love to have Deontay Foreman, but Rashad White should absolutely be rostered. He should not be on the waiver wire whatsoever. Uh, he's the top 10 running back if anything would happen to uh, Leonard Fournette. And to be honest with you, Leonard Fournette has not looked great. So it could right. be one of those things where even if Lenny's not hurt, they're like, hey, we're going to give him a few games and see see what we have here and see if this is something that we need to uh, address in the offseason. So, uh, but things like that you know dalton schultz was dropped in my league you know yeah i picked up dalton schultz in a league too a a while back this was you know probably five weeks ago or so and i was like i mean i understand he's you know going through the knee injury and whatnot but i actually uh picked up is not there he is deck safety blanket i I, he needs to be rostered so i i spent some money i I, him up i got dalton schultz in my 12 team super flex league uh 
I believe it was going into Detroit. They had dropped him because he was kind of questionable going into Detroit. And whoever it was was just kind of sick of waiting on him, yep. you know. Yep. But and I said, you know what? I've been playing tight end roulette all year. I'm going to throw him on my team. Hope he plays, and I don't have to pick up a second tight end. And he's played since. And and now this week, I am carrying two tight ends because I don't want to drop him again. Because I feel right. like I find, once, he once I get value. by the buy, once I get by the buy, he, I have a real tight end that I'm just yeah. going to play every week. And he I'm gives go. he gives value. So like my my starting tight end is Goddard, and then I also have Schultz on my bench because uh-huh. if something were to happen to Goddard, like I don't I don't want to have to you know be forced to start. Yeah, Kate tight end tight end is brutal. This Jawan Johnson, like I don't want to have to do that. And to be honest with you, it's also a trade piece if if. It's something yeah, I need to throw into. <laughs> if it's something I need to throw into a deal to get a deal done that I think is going to help my team, like even though it's going to hurt my, you know, my my depth as far as that position is concerned. Hey, if it's something that gives me a piece I want, I'm absolutely all for it, and I can I can move either one of those guys and be fine with the the guy that's up. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, let's take a look. If you are somebody that's struggling because you got these bye weeks you need to cover. Um, some players that you can pick up that we might be discussing. So um, let's let's start with, do you have any quarterback suggestions? If somebody has their quarterback, so you're a Jacoby Brissett, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, God, hopefully not Kenny Pickett, Jimmy here's, G owner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's Here's what happens. If it, it, you should always be planning for your quarterback's bye week, you should never be caught. You know, for lack of a better term, you should never be you know caught handcuffed or you know with your pants down, saying, "Oh man, my quarterback is on a bye week this week." You should be planning for this a week, sometimes two weeks ahead. So take this time to look at your quarterback situation and take a look. Oh, hey, if it's a guy who has a bye week in week ten or week eleven. Go pick up that quarterback now as long as they are play- they are playing that week and they don't have a bye week as well. And find a quarterback that has a really good matchup. Just store them on your bench now. That way you don't have to worry about, oh, man, I hope I get this guy or I hope I get this guy. Like there's a guy in my league and he went after, you know, two, three. He went after three different quarterbacks who all got, you know, big high fab bids on him. He lost on every single one of them. So he's forced to start Taylor Heineke this week. But it's like if you would have just planned one week ahead, you'd – you know what I mean? You would have been fine. You could completely you know, absolve that entire scenario in that situation, especially with quarterback. Um, but uh, good streamers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers gets to play Detroit this week. Is it Detroit? Yeah, Detroit. Yes. Rodgers gets to play Detroit this week. That's always a good play. If yeah, um, if he's available, he is kind of a name, which is tough. Um, yeah, but he's he's been he's yeah, it's hasn't been great. I mean, he's on my waiver wire. Well, he was yesterday. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now at mine as well, trying to get an idea. Uh, so like and, the, t- the top three projected points right now are Cousins, Heineke, Mariota. Um, I think, I think, obviously, I will start Cousins any week that I can get him yeah. in a bye week situation. Actually, I, I'm the one who just dropped him. Streamer. Yeah. I just dropped Cousins him because I just streamer. got Herbert mm-hmm. back off his bye. Um, so yeah. I used Cousins as my buy streamer. Uh, I don't hate the Heineke. He's playing Minnesota, whose defense has a. No, yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't also hate don't Heineke. hate it, but I know that wasn't his first choice. I think. Know? I think Justin Fields is an interesting play. Um, uh, it may be a, a tough one, and so this is kind of actually an interesting thing if you ever actually look at his stats or care. Um, Jared Goff against Green Bay. So Jared Goff. If you ever are wanting to stream Jared Goff and wondering, man, which Jared Goff am I going to get? Make sure he's playing at home. His his fantasy numbers at home are way better than they are on the road. Craziest thing. But if you look, Interesting. so and he does so, have he does have Swift back now. Yeah. So when when they played they played Philadelphia at home, so at 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 Detroit, and he scored twenty one points week one. Home against Washington, thirty six points. Home against Seattle, 45 points. Home against Miami, 23 points. At Minnesota, 18 points. At New England, 8 points. At Dallas, 3 points. Yeah, but two of those two of those three ats are I'm top just saying, five he's, defenses. So, but Philadelphia was at home and he scored 21. That's true. 
So, I mean, it's just interesting that his splits are pretty drastic based on where he's playing. So he is at home this week against Green Bay, who has not been fantastic on the offensive side. No, um, so I'm, he, he could be Detroit an interesting play also. Winning that game, actually. Um, my rule of thumb, I like uh, if I'm streaming a lot of times, that if it's kind of garbage on the waiver wire, I like guys that are mobile. Um, a Mariota, if available Absolutely. still. Just Absolutely. the fact, because you know they they run for some yards, it's going to lower that. It's such a it's such a safety valve. I mean, yeah. like you know, like Justin Fields is averaging like seventy or eighty yards rushing over his last like three games. Like that is a that's an extra touchdown every single week that he's automatically giving you as far as like a baseline is concerned. So, and and if one of those were to happen to go in, you know, for a, like he actually runs in a touchdown. You know, most formats, like my home league format, it's four points for a passing touchdown, but six points for a rushing touchdown. Like, you can have, you know, 80 rushing yards on a rushing touchdown and still, you know, have 150 yards passing, a touchdown, and an interception. You're going to finish as a top 12 quarterback. Like, it's just mobile yeah, quarterbacks absolutely. are awesome in fantasy. It's it's such a it's such a luxury. All right, so moving on to running back. Uh, I think this is a great time to tell you if you are trying to find your replacement running back on the waiver wire, you are in trouble. Um, Too late. Yeah. So this is why we talk all the time about trying to find those waiver wire running backs before everyone else. That's why you stash running backs, all this stuff, because if somebody hits, you will almost never get them. You have to be in front of this stuff if you want to secure a for sure guy. Um, so I just was curious. So I've pulled it up here. Uh, my 12-team league... Half point PPR, the best projected available running back, Jarek McKinnon or Rex Burkhead. I want wow. either one of them. No. A 10 team league, full point PPR, JD McKissick, Ronnie Rivers, or Isaiah Pacheco. I want one, none of them. I, I mean, in, in a pinch, 10, I, I can start Pacheco and but hope he falls to the end zone. So what yeah. I'm, but what I'm getting it's, at here is. Don't you, find yourself you in that find, situation. You can if, always find a starting wide receiver. You can always find a starting I'm going to name, You can always find a starting quarterback on the waiver wire. You will never be able to find a starting running back on the waiver wire, which is why that is why running backs go, you know, are usually the first pick or eight of the first 12 picks or, you know, the entire first three rounds are loaded with running backs is because of position scares. And it's Everyone also why them. you need to understand your league's waiver uh, situation. Because you need to know is do you know if you have a waiver priority where you drop to the bottom if you pick somebody up or you have fab like you need to know what your situation is because you want to give yourself that best possibility when that starting running back does pop up because of injury because of trade whatever it is you want yep. to make sure you're the guy that can get him. I did mark down one person that I want everyone to check. Owned in fifty six percent of leagues, Saquon Barkley. Khalil Herbert. Oh. Khalil Herbert had yeah. 16 touches and Has he's more rostered. explosive than Monty. Only 56% of leagues, which means half of you, that means nothing to. But I would have said, you got to make sure. thought that would have been much yeah, higher. Make sure you have wow. him on a roster. If, he, if you are in the 44%, mm-hmm. make sure you're picking him up because he's probably he better than be, someone on your roster. He absolutely needs to be rostered. Yes. Because he correct. is, even if he doesn't take over, there was 31 carries from the running back position. And he got 16 of them. I mean, they clearly want to run the ball. He and he's and the even better running back. even if you even if you watch a Bears game. So you know the one that was on uh, primetime, the Monday night game not so long ago, the Bears and Patriots game. Like just watching that game, and you know Mike Army was there and Herbert was there. Herbert. Every single time he touched the ball, looked exponentially better than David Montgomery. And I've been saying that for he he looked over he a looked better. Now. It's the same it's the same with uh, Jalen Warren in uh, Pittsburgh. Mm. He looked he looks much better than Najee Harris. And it's it's crazy to say, but like just just watch the tape. Like they look better. I... They look more explosive. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll we'll touch on that one later because I have something written down about that. So that'll be we'll, okay. We'll talk about Warren and Najee later. Sure. Um. So yeah. So I mean, if you're one of the 44 percent, get Herbert. I had no one else to write down for running back because there's no there there aren't anyone. If if you're scrambling around for a uh, for a running back now, you're gonna have to overpay. You're gonna have to over overpay for one via trade. You're not gonna be able to find anything on the waiver wire. Wide receiver. I have three names. Uh, one of which we told you last week because Sam and I both picked him up. 
Mr. Uh, Joshua Palmer. Josh Palmer, yes. Oh, only, it was still, a little. Still only owned in 37% of leagues. Please and go get Josh Palmer. He is going Keenan to be Allen, a... not healthy. Yes. Mike Williams yes. literally out. I think even They've already Everett said he's going to miss like four weeks. Everett might be questionable too. Palmer is might be the only healthy guy in he's that the, He's lineup, going to be the so only guy there. Just I absolutely am picking him up. If he's not available... Uh, I also wrote down Wandale Robinson because he was dropped in one of my leagues. He's still only owned twenty seven percent, but he's got a bye week this week. Oh, that's right. Never mind. But but okay, let's. Stash you should him. be stash looking him. at Wandale Robinson. Look, looking at stashing, stashing him. him. Yes, yes, you are right there. I act, mm-hmm. yeah, I had some people that were just stashes as well. Wandale Robinson is an interesting one. His first two weeks off of injury very heavily involved. Last week they looked terrible. Um, so you can't really. Yeah, count he was still him. running routes though. Yeah. So so the team. That's just all you bad. can ask. Nine yeah. percent um, of leagues. I'm a big Terrence Marshall guy right now. If you yeah, watch, wh- if where you does watch, that come from? If you watch the Panthers game, it looks like like they want him to get the ball now. Like they are yeah. throwing him the ball very frequently. He's only owned a nine percent of leagues. He's clearly the number two wide receiver. He's playing like eighty something percent of snaps now, and they're I mean they're giving they're he's the kind of guy that like they send on a fade route and let him one on one in the end zone. Like yep. that's that's the guy I want on my team because he can get touchdowns. So Terrence Marshall only owned a nine percent of leagues. He's finding a roster spot on a lot of my teams uh, because that he's available a lot of places, and I've got a right. spot that I'm willing to take the flyer. So that's someone I have yeah. there. Uh, did you have any uh-huh. other wide receivers that you were kind of interested in? No, no one really. I mean, you you kind of hit on some of the yeah. bigger ones. I mean, it's uh, tough this yeah. time of year. There's only a handful of guys ever available. Mm. Um, my my flyer tight end. Uh, I went Evan Ingram. He seems to be getting more and more involved in that offense. He does. I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm not saying Evan Ingram's going to blow up in the world, but owned in 45% of leagues. If you need a tight end to cover you for this week, that would probably be well, uh, Yeah. Also, also another tight end that should be roster. We talked about this a little bit before the season. Isaiah Likely. Yes. We saw what he can do. He, he should be picked up. The The Mark Andrews owner should have spent some some pretty good money on him. Uh, and, and if you I'm are a Mark Andrews owner, sure. if you are a Mark you have Andrews to owner, have him. You have I'm to. telling you to handcuff, hand, handcuff your tight end right now because yeah. well, and it's, it's worth what, it. What's crazy is he plays, you know, the Ravens play Monday night against the Saints, and you may not know until Monday day or yeah, you know, I, up to game time if Andrews is even going to play. And if he's not, I'm, I'm to the point that you're I think handcuffing if, yourself. If, you're I am, to, if I'm the Andrews owner, I'm just keeping likely the rest of the year. Because likely yeah. has just shown me that he can be Andrews if Andrews isn't there, and I'm not taking that chance. I mean, you're soli- you know, kind of like and you with said the, with Dalton Schultz. Yeah, he, he's doing that, but better because he's literally the guy that replaces my guy if he gets hurt in that situation. Mm-hmm. I I love that. I I've never once yeah. in my life said handcuff your tight end, but yep. in this situation, that guy is just as talented as the guy in front of yeah. him. I would not be against. And I, I will go. I. It. I will go back on wide receiver. Uh, yeah. Another wide receiver to check, do- double check on Devin Duvernay for the yeah. Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Rashad Bateman suffered a setback, which is unfortunate because that guy's an electric factory, but suffered another setback with the foot. He's going to miss some weeks, uh, which means there's someone has to be the wide receiver one on that team. I uh, did actually so have it noted on here too. And it's in a different is, section. Uh, Duvernay. Uh, no, I, um, on that same note, um, if you're in a league that someone dropped Bateman, if you have an opportunity Pick to stash, up, stash him, him. Yeah. IR. Because a lot of people are as frustrated. As long as you have IR spots. Yeah, as long so as you have a lot of people are frustrated with him yet. right now. I would be willing to stash him. Um, and another mm-hmm. couple players that I said might be available, um, Darnell Mooney and Claypool. It, those guys have not really performed much this year. A lot of people may have given up on them. Just, du- just double check and see if they're there because you don't know what this offense is going to look like. And like, like we kind of keep mentioning, like, you want to take that flyer before they blow up. If we go out there this week and Mooney gets, you know, seven targets, a hundred yards, he's not gonna be there anymore. Or you're gonna you know, have Claypool, to compete. Yeah, to get it's it's you're or you're gonna be paying top dollar. Right now, mm-hmm. you could probably pick them up just for the roster spot. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But that's this is the game you're playing. Your your bench is where you're going to play roulette of can any of these guys become useful? Right. 
All right, that was my pickups and stashes. I did have a little bit noted for buy low, and now, based on the little bit we had there earlier, I'm going to save someone for the end. <laughs> uh, so I did put – I've got three wide receivers and two running backs that I have for buy low. Um, and actually, I own two out of these three wide receivers. Um, so some buy low wide receivers that I, I'm liking right now. Uh, Michael Pittman. He's kind of he's kind of lulled with quarterback issues, but he's still been fairly relevant. And I think that he's one of those guys that it's only going to go up um, as he plays more. He's just too talented. Um, so I, I, I I'm a big buy low on Michael Pittman right now. Um, he, and, okay. and now when I say low, he ha- he's not like, hey, here's the worst player on my bench. Let me offer him. Yeah. But you might be able to get him in a deal that you know where you trade somebody you drafted in the eighth, ninth round and get you know, somebody's fifth, sixth round kind of deal. Um, that kind of concept. Um, same note, Cortland Sutton. So the yes. Broncos, the Broncos, Sutton has actually been really good for the most part, but he's coming off a terrible week. And it's so publicly known that the Broncos offense is struggling that I think a lot of people just would love to get out of that offense. And you might be able mm-hmm. to get Sutton at a, a reasonable price. Absolutely. And and it's one of those things like and don't watch buy. the box score. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people actually watched the game last week because it was early, uh, you know, in the day. A lot of people are still kind of sleeping in get, after getting banged up on a Saturday. But uh, he, he it says in the box score he only had four targets. He only had white catch. He had two or three super deep targets that ended up, you know, there was an offensive penalty at some point, you know, a holding call or something like that that it ended up coming back on. So those targets are not registered, but they were super high value targets, uh, you actually, know, like 20 uh, plus, 20 plus, 30 plus air yards down the field. I actually uh, so they are stretching the field with him. My. Uh kind of shallower 10 team standard league someone dropped Sutton so I actually uh I actually made the tough decision I dropped Bateman and picked up Sutton I didn't want to lose yeah, Bateman. Yeah. I didn't want to lose Bateman but I just felt like Sutton was too talented uh, to yeah go. I, I don't think Bateman's going to be able to give you anything yeah that's what I can you know, that's what I until until after Thanksgiving it's like I as mean, much as I like Bateman yeah in, as much as I'll I like him guy, I was like yeah. dude Sutton is a stud still totally um, the other, totally on, on the same almost the exact same plane as Cortland Sutton I'm going Deontay Johnson as well yeah without yes, Claypool would, he's was still the first look, look I mean that dude's still a yes. stud I mean he's actually he's another guy that's performed decently but he hasn't he's never blown up because the offense isn't that good and it's kind of publicly known they're not that good. So I, I'm into Deontay Johnson right now also. Well his his big thing, he hasn't caught he hasn't been in the end zone one time this year. And that's right. This guy finished as the wide receiver six last year. Uh, I understand it's a different quarterback, but he is the most talented offensive weapon on this on this team. Yeah. And on the and same think- note, a very buy, uh, another buy low on the same team is George Pickens. He just got blanked last week. You know, if if they even kept him, they may have dropped him. Some people may have dropped him, depending on your league. Um, that's someone else you could buy low because honestly, he just I'm, got a bump. He they, just lost competition. Pickens is one of the yeah exactly. Well, hey yeah, they get yeah. a bump because they lose competition. But also, I mean, if you watch Pickens play, he's a he's a ball player, dude. He plays hard. I mean, he makes some crazy catches. I really like watching that guy play. So, I mean, if that offense ever gets anything figured out, it's going to run a lot through him. So, I, that's someone else. Um, did you have anybody that you're kind of buying low on right now? I know you kind of agreed with some of those. <laughs> so, I and I do agree with all those. And another one I'm going to throw out there is Chris Godwin. I've been Ooh. trying to get Chris Godwin so hard in uh, a very my home underrated league player at this point. Few, I have been trying to get Chris Godwin, and I was super wrong on him. I didn't think that he was gonna do look at half as good as he does coming off the uh, coming off the knee injury. Um, oh, our waiver claims just went through. I know, I just uh, saw that's it. But uh, I didn't put anything in. Uh, but uh, jeez, he is. They're eventually gonna figure it out. He has a bye week coming up. I think it's not this week, but it's next week. Um, and if a team that has Chris Godwin is like more of a win now, you can trade a player that has already had a bye week and be like, hey, you know, I'll trade you him for him. Like this guy doesn't have a bye week. Yeah, obviously it's got to be you know, a, a comparable uh, player. 
but uh, like I would move like a Devonte Smith for uh, for Chris Godwin. I think that's a I think it's a fair deal. Um, Devonte Smith's already had his bye week. He's ready, you know, ready to rock, ready to go. Um, whereas Chris Godwin's not, but I think Chris Godwin has uh, I, this offense is going to figure it out. They're just they're too talented. But uh, Chris Godwin can give you you know those ten catch, hundred and forty yards. You know he can he can finish as a top twelve wide receiver without even scoring a touchdown. We've seen it before, you know, numerous yeah. times. So that's a, that that's my big so quote, unquote, my low. I've been trying to get him. I just. Just Here, haven't been able to get him. Here's a little buy low, and this is this is completely based. This will be league by league that I put in here. But based on today's news, I am approaching the Jonathan Taylor owner because he's questionable again. I'm obviously not willing to pay first round price. But if you've got, see, if you feel got like the ta- whoever has the Taylor, they're going to ask for first round price. Okay, but we also know someone who did not get first round price for him. You know what I'm saying? So maybe you can find a situation where somebody is just kind of sick of it. And maybe you could come up with some kind of package where you don't have to. Yeah. You're not going to do a one for one or anything like that. But maybe you can do on a package top of that. where you give them like, you know, an Aaron Jones and you get Jonathan Taylor. But then you get some, you know, you get a decent, you know, flip somewhere else, too, that you like. Uh, I don't. I don't know a lot of Jonathan Taylor owners that have a winning record right now. So yeah, it's they not are. They're scrambling. They're trying to win. You know, and hearing he's possible, questionable again, sucks. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I if I want Jonathan Taylor. Like I. I, I don't even know. I think I. Well, I want. I think a lot he's. Of I think he's a massive name. I think he's a. He, you know, he's a huge name, obviously. But I just. What I've seen from him, like I don't see anything special this well, year. Well, he just like, lost Nine Hines. He so. did lose the pass catcher, but I don't, I don't know. know. I do think we I... know? Do we know that Sam Ellinger even is it Ellinger or Ellinger? I'm not even do we sure. Know, do we know, know that Sam E? Do we know that Sam <laughs> E? Uh, yeah. Do we know that Sam E even checks the ball down to the running backs? Like we don't. It, I feel like there's a whole bunch of different things. I think that that. High ankle sprain is going to linger. It has been lingering. I think that's what's really hurting his efficiency. I think I'm still. I, I, am still I don't know. I don't know what I would I trade I for would, him. I don't know either. But I think I would find out. I think I would see what their ask is. I'm not saying so let, do the deal, but see what the ask is. Yeah. Well, let, let's just explore this real quick. So, um, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, let's see. Pull up like you know one of your teams. Let's go through your running backs, and you tell me who you would. <laughs> Rank Taylor over rest of season. I know a lot of people are really frustrated with DeAndre Swift. Would you trade DeAndre Swift for Jonathan Taylor? Well, that's an interesting if one. If you were a DeAndre Swift owner. I am a DeAndre Swift owner. And that's actually a okay. really interesting situation. I think I would absolutely do that. And the reason I'd you absolutely would... I would absolutely do that because they're both hurt. So the you know, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm I'm taking the one oh one over probably a second round pick, and they're both banged up, so yeah, but one of, one of them has had a bye week and one of them hasn't. I don't think the Colts have had their bye week yet, right? I don't, I don't care about that. I do. I don't care. Even a, I, I do. don't. I don't even look at bye weeks when I draft. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm it, like not saying that. I'm saying if it's player A and player B, if they're both well, pretty comparable, one's had a bye week, one hasn't well, had to, a bye week. To, I, I don't know. To, to me, though, I don't think that's that that comparable. You weren't drafting Swift top five. You're dra- You're yeah, telling me I'm getting a top five. I know they're hurt. You're getting a I, you're getting a top five pick hurt, for a yeah. potential end of first round second round pick. I'd absolutely do that. But we've seen that. the explosiveness from Swift, I, where I, we, we've also, only seen also, one game I'm from Taylor. Also, hearing that Swift is still not healthy. Correct. So, I mean, at that point, I'm willing to take the chance that both of them are banged up. But if either one mm-hmm. gets healthy, I like Taylor better healthy than I like Swift healthy. I like yeah. Swift, and I have Swift. But if I'm taking the two, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Taylor. I like Taylor's okay. up. What about what about like uh, what about like a Joe Mixon? If you had Joe Mixon, are you flipping him for Jonathan Taylor? Is that a little more close to the line? That's a that's an interesting one because Joe Mixon would be a tough sell because he keeps been, he keeps underperforming. He's, been, he's um, been an absolute volume monster, but he's he has just, been. He just last week so he should have scored last week. Like he should have scored yeah. points last week, and he just. I don't know, man. Joe Mixon. I think I don't. I don't think you'd even get that deal done because Joe Mixon is not performing well enough that somebody'd part with Jonathan Taylor. But um, in that situation, that would be solely based on what the rest of my team looks like. 
Because that, that's gotcha. a situation where I have a high-volume running back who was a first-round pick, and I'm trading for someone who may not even be able to play. Okay. You know, gotcha. I don't know, I don't I just, know if I'm in that situation I just yet. wanted to kind of put it I think Swift. I think Swift is listeners. a great comparison because they're very similar situations, and both of them have tremendous upside. I think that's a great comparison there. Um, so we'll just dig into it, huh? My, my buy low is Najee Harris. Okay. With a bye week coming up. Yes. So a, you're getting him on a bye week. So you're going to get to buy low there. People are so disappointed in him. You're going to get low there. I think if you if you can trade for him with the intention of him being your RB two, you would be very satisfied in PPR. He's only had two weeks where he didn't hit double digits. He's still, I mean, don't get me wrong. People drafted him in the first round, so they're very disappointed. But in this situation, I'm telling you, you didn't draft him in the first round. And you're getting running back 23. There's all kinds of talk about how he's not this, he's not that. James Warren, the reason Warren is more efficient is because he's running in games that are fucking blowouts. Excuse my language. They're blowouts. or in, no, this, is, this is not a family-friendly show. We can cut. Warren is in passing situations running the ball and blowouts. The teams are not stacking the box like they are against Najee Harris. Don't get me wrong. Najee Harris has had his knocks against him. I've seen the videos where he's missing the holes. I've seen the video where he gets the pass and he doesn't run the you know 10 feet in front of him to get the first down because he decides to juke. But you yeah. got to keep in mind, the guy is running scared because he's getting pounded all year long. Najee Harris, you can get him very cheap right now. And the guy touches the ball so many times every week. And his schedule is getting better. He's played his tough part of the year. Week 12, he's got Indy. Week 13, Atlanta. Week 14, Baltimore. 15, Carolina. 16, Vegas. 17, Baltimore. 18, Cleveland. All of those are pretty good matchups. If he's going... And the team can't get any worse. The team can't get any worse. I mean, they can't get any worse. There's more vacated targets now that Claypool's gone. He has a bye week that he can get... Maybe more healthy. Maybe there is some something. He just you caught know, six passes him. last week against Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, the, they're getting him involved. He's touching I mean, the ball I a ton. D- I, I don't. I don't hate it at all. I, I really don't. And I think. I, I, I think you could get Najee super cheap right now too, because everyone who drafted him in the first round is so sick of him mm-hmm. that it's worth it. Like you definitely should go after him. And I do think it's interesting because. I, I think that they're I think I think to me he's almost David Montgomery at this point. He's getting all of these touches. And at some point you have to just say that that alone is worth having. Especially in an RB2 situation. Like the guy plays every week, touches the ball 20 times. There's not many players doing that. I, right. I don't know. That's that's yeah, there's there there there's not a lot of and I am not and I am not I am not a buyer on any of these people that are talking about how James Warren is this James Warren is that James Warren has not even come close to him in snap count and James Warren's production is all in garbage time. So I mean, at the end of the day, if they really thought that there was any kind of competition there. Najee Harris wouldn't be 69% of snaps, 77% of snaps, 71% of snaps. He's had one week, and I'm and that was against Buffalo that he played less than half the snaps. And that was Yeah, but I mean, you know, la- last go look at Najee's snaps last year. He was like 90 plus percentile. I agree. But he's you know, but there there is some of this though that this team's not in the games anymore either. So if he's already kind of banged up and they're not in the game, they're not necessarily playing him. In the mm-hmm. past, the 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 Steelers have never really used two running backs. And I, I just no. I don't know. I think I think Najee I don't know. I, I like I, 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 don't, I think at the I end don't of hate that, it. The thing is, last year, Najee Harris was this huge commodity that everybody wanted as a young rookie running back. Clearly he produced and people wanted him in the first round. You're telling me I can buy him with a floor of RB2 because of of volume with the potential of good matchups and the offense figuring it out and maybe he comes anywhere close to what we thought and he catches passes. So he's got a great floor to him. He just needs to produce. Yeah. I th- I think I think you're just seeing the floor every week at this point and so I I'm a big believer in the fact that their offensive line is terrible and and the, and no one is afraid of their offense. So he can't go anywhere. 
I don't know. I'm I'm still a big buyer in Najee Harris. I am a Najee Harris owner, as in I drafted him. As a drafting owner, I'm very frustrated with him in that situation. But as a guy that traded Zeke for him, I love that. Yeah. I love that because, you know, every week you're worried about is Pollard going to take from Zeke? Is Zeke going to stay healthy? Blah, blah, blah. If Najee Harris has a good matchup, he's in my lineup because I know he's going to get the volume. He just hasn't had good matchups yet. He's he's just a matchup running back at this point. And I think that he's got a lot of good ones coming up. I'm all for it. I think I think this is the time to do it. I think you can make that move. I'm for it. Yeah, I like it. I don't, I don't hate it. All right. Well, that was all I had. That's yeah. That's about all I have. I I don't have much uh, much else to add to that. I think you you hit the nail on the head with a lot of the thoughts that I had. I just yeah. tried to piggyback off you. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun, and uh, so that'll end our week nine episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on all these social media platforms. Whatever. If you got questions, hit us up. We'll always answer them. Um, we can answer them on air. We can answer them right there on the spot for you, whatever you need. Um, just don't be afraid to reach out. Other than that, we will catch you guys next week.